Now on Mickey D's, when you buy any crispy chicken sandwich or quarter pounder with cheese, you'll get a free medium fry and free medium drink when you order on the app. So do you have the app? How are you going to get this deal if you don't have the app? I know you have a phone. Anywho, if you have the app, enjoy your free fries and drink. If you don't, you can't see me. But know that I'm shaking my head. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Limited time only. I participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. May 25th, 2022. This is FOMO's Mofo, a video game collecting podcast. Coming up on today's episode, Sony has already screwed up PS1 Classics on PS5. TMNT Shredder's Revenge is getting a limited run physical release. And is EA for sale? Welcome to FOMO's a Mofo, a video game collecting podcast, episode 16, sweet 16. I am your host, Blue Swim, and we are live on Spreaker.com and on Spreaker's podcast player app as well as streaming digitally after the fact on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other wonderful podcast providers. And you know, it is important for you to subscribe to the show on Spreaker.com or on the Spreaker Podcast Player app so you can get notifications as to when live streams go, uh, live. (laughs) So, basically... We have a uh, pretty big show. Uh, I am not intending on railing on Sony today. I mean, I don't, I don't hate PlayStation or anything like that. Far from it. But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. There's there's been some uh, not so good news stories this week regarding uh, PlayStation and PlayStation Three and PlayStation Five and PlayStation One and Vita. It's just. Yeah, it's been kind of a uh, clusterfuck, if you will, of not-so-great news stories. But we'll offset that with some news on Shredder's Revenge, and there's actually some big news within the Shredder's Revenge news. That is uh, definitely great if you are in the limited-run collecting uh, market. Then over in new releases, we have a couple of new things to talk about. Uh, including the uh, latest in the uh, Dynasty Warriors spin-off games. And, uh, uh, well, I was going to be able to uh, talk about that one in pickups, but uh, Best Buy uh, didn't get my copy to me in time. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well. Oh, well, I got plenty in pickups that I can I can uh, mess around with to keep me busy. And uh, speaking of pickups, yeah, like I said, it's been a pretty good week, I gotta say. Or, uh, well, actually, it's been a little bit more than a week. But, yeah, some good stuff to uh, talk about there in pickups and impressions. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at FOMO's Mofo. And you can also follow my personal account at Blue Swim, where I uh, rant and rave about wrestling and... uh, Retweet uh, videos of uh, cute cats jumping on things. Seriously, even I don't know what the point of my own Twitter is anymore. (laughs) Well, let's get rolling with collecting news. And I'm not trying to dogpile on Sony, like I said, but uh, the first story, it's not a good one. You remember with the PlayStation Classic the uh, little mini original PlayStation console that Sony put out about uh, three or four years ago. Hard to believe it's been that long already. But uh, basically the problem with that was that a selection of games were actually the PAL version, in spite of the fact that they were releasing here in the U.S. in the uh, NTSC region and that basically resulted in slower gameplay uh, uh, differences in versions um, you know censorship issues I think as well well uh, in the immortal words of bad news Barrett I'm afraid I've got some bad news so apparently the games have gone live in 
Asia, I think. I'm, I'm trying to remember the the rollout. If it's South Korea and Taiwan, I want to say. I could be wrong about that. But apparently the uh, PS1 classics on PS4 and PS5 are starting to make their way out as the services launched and rolled out. And unfortunately, uh, the PS1 classics on PS4 and 5, just like with the PlayStation Classic Mini, are running at 50 hertz because they are the PAL versions of the game. Or the games, I should say. Uh, yeah, so all the uh, good news about trophies being added, you know, retroactively to these things, uh, yeah, it's kind of offset because, yeah, this is not good. I mean, you know, the, uh, and I don't know that this can be altered or changed or anything like that, but, you know, when a game runs at 50 hertz, it's like, you really feel it. It's like, I know with the uh, PS Classic, it's like, I loved... Tekken 3. I love the fact that they actually got Tekken 3 included with that because there were some actual uh, licensing issues in, uh, involving Gong, the uh, little dinosaur secret hidden character. Apparently it was a manga character over in Japan. And uh, they actually sorted out the uh, licensing issues for it in order to get Tekken 3 included on the PS Classic. But, uh, you know, when you were playing it, it's like, things felt slightly, a little bit more sluggish than they normally do, especially if you're used to the uh, U.S. release like I am. And, you know, that's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, it sucks, but it's playable. Uh, I mean, it's not like these things are not going to f just work at all. They're just not going to run how we know it. I mean, it's like you're seeing version differences, like, um, because it's the PAL versions, like, there's a different logo and a different dub, as as a matter of fact, for, um, for Ape Escape. You know, you have the, uh, the UK dub or the British dub to it, and, um, that's basically completely different from what we grew up with over here in the States, so it's like, mm, that's, uh, not quite how I remember it, dude. Uh, but, you know, more than anything, it's just, it's kind of boggling that Sony fucked this up again. But apparently, somebody speculated, and I'm not sure if this is actually true or not, if it's like an official statement on it or whatever, but apparently the PAL version has better support as far as uh, languages and regions go. So, uh, I, I guess localizations is maybe a better word than regions. But, you know, it's like we haven't even really gotten gotten into the service yet over here. We, we don't have it over here yet. And already, it's like, I'm not so sure I want to pay 120 bucks a year for this. I, I mean, I didn't want to pay, you know, 60 bucks a year for PlayStation Plus because I don't like playing online most of the time. Um, but... You know, it is what it is, and uh, unfortunately the hits keep on coming, because apparently when you stream PS3 games using this new PS Plus uh, service, uh, unfortunately uh, streaming the games on PS5 will not allow you to use DLC for any of these games. Think about that for a minute. Now, this was the era when DLC really, really took off on home consoles. You know, you look back on Street Fighter Cross Tekken, that had DLC characters, costumes, gems, you name it. You know, and if that game ever comes to this PlayStation Plus Premium or whatever you call it, then you are going to be stuck with the default version. That just sucks. I mean, you know, it's it just seems like there's more and more reason for me to just kind of wait on the service and see how things kind of get ironed out as time goes on. But man, it's just—I mean, Sony has the knack for 
absolutely draining your enthusiasm for whatever it is they are doing. And uh, unfortunately, we are not done talking about Sony and the PS3. And this time we're going to roll in our good little friend, the uh, PlayStation Vita. And I loved that little console. Love, love, love it. And unfortunately, I don't love, love, love this. Because, uh, okay, so recently, the PS3 and the PS Vita got an update. And inside that update, uh, well, apparently it uh, disabled a certain feature. And that feature that it disabled was the ability to transfer games and other data, I guess maybe DLC, uh, to the Vita from the PS3. Because if you remember correctly, you could download things to your PS3 and then copy them over once you connected. And the functionality for that has actually been broken for quite some time because of the way Sony implemented their two-factor authentication. It's like they were, it made it impossible for the handshake between the Vita and the PS3 to actually go through. I'm not sure what the technical reason for it was, but basically uh, this is the the nail in the coffin for that feature. And honestly, I've said it before, I'll say it again. This is the kind of shit that makes me so apprehensive to go nothing but digital. Because sooner or later, something's going to get turned off because it's not profitable, and then you are fucked. And that's exactly what we're dealing with here. I mean, downloading stuff to the uh, PS Vita from from the PS3, it's toast. It's gone. Goodbye. And I don't think it's a matter of uh, firmware updates making the difference with it, because if I remember correctly, in order to transfer things over from the PS3 to to the Vita, you had to be uh, online and signed in on both systems. So if your you know system is in previous update version, uh, then you're going to need to update in order to sign in to PSN in order to try to transfer the games. And when you update the system, yeah, you're not going to be able to do that anyways. You're fucked. <sighs> it's frustrating. It's like you know stuff like this. Stuff like the censorship issues that, you know, some games have had to deal with. It's like, it in a way, it feels like Sony... And, and you know, I, I've talked about this before, I think, with, like, uh, Gravity Rush uh, getting canceled. And um, and with Gran Turismo with the uh, always online uh, connectivity uh, issues. It's like, I feel like Sony is actively pushing me away from their platforms. It's like, you know... I want to be excited about, you know, the PS5 and all the neat things that they're doing on there. But I got to be honest, my interest in picking up that system, I mean, it's not zero, but it's way down there. I mean, it's there's just not much on there that gets me all that excited. You know, we have the issues, like I was saying, with Gran Turismo 7's always online connection. It's like, that's just a recipe for disaster, because eventually the service is going to go down, and then you're not going to be able to do anything with it. And I've already jumped to the end, and I haven't even bought anything. And I love Gran Turismo, let me tell you. And it's just, you know, hearing stuff like, you know, the last couple of stories that I've had to mention, it's like, all it does is push me away from the brand. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of the first-party games that they are putting out aren't really, you know, resonating with me all that well to begin with. You know, I'm, I know there was, you know, talk about, you know, AAA burnout or something like that. And it's ridiculous to one, to a certain extent, but I kind of get it because a lot of the uh, major AAA games, it's like they feel so samey in, in spite of all the differences they have. It just, you know, it feels like, it it just feels like there's just very little difference in the actual gameplay experiences. It's beautiful, it's immersive, 
you know, there's usually some sort of a uh, halfway decent story that you can probably see all the twists and turns coming for it. But, you know, I mean, I just, I, I'm not seeing much of anything on PS5 that's really getting me enthusiastic. And, you know, I'm, you know, really big on first party games. You know, I loved, you know, things like Forza Motorsport, uh, Halo. Uh, Project Gotham Racing back in the day. It's like, I loved, you know, Microsoft's offerings of first-party games in the uh, original Xbox era and, like, that early to mid-360 era. It's like, that was really good, too, and then it just became the uh, Halo Gears Forza machine, and it's just, they've lost me ever since. And, um, you know, when your first-party games aren't really resonating for me, and the ones that are, you are actively pushing me away by, you know, doing stupid things like the online connectivity or um, or just flat out canceling the franchise because of closing the developer like with Gravity Rush. I mean, it's like when I hear stuff like that, all I can think of is, yeah, I, I'm not interested. You know, I, I'm not interested in your platform. And I don't want to be like that. I mean, I've, I've loved PlayStation for 20 something years. I mean, it's. It's ingrained in my soul, you know. But there's just very little for me now. And it's pretty depressing. Let's uh, kind of turn that frown upside down. And we're going to talk about the physical release for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And it's good news, dude, because the game is getting a physical release from Limited Run, but, 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 it's also going to be coming to major retailers. So you are not going to get screwed out of getting the game physically if you don't pre-order in like a one-month window or a six-week window or whatever. It is getting a physical release on Nintendo Switch, on PlayStation 4, and wait for it, wait for it, Xbox One. That's right. Limited Run is finally doing physical games for the Xbox. That is a big deal. This is going to be the first... Well, I'm not sure when it actually ends up coming out, so there might be something before this, but apparently this is the first announced Limited Run game on Xbox, uh, on the Xbox platforms. This is the first uh, time out for them. And it's a pretty damn good game to... to uh, do that on too because uh, everything I've seen for Shredder's Revenge looks just phenomenal uh, I think they brought back the uh, voice actors from the original uh, original show and I mean everything I see is just giving me those uh, Turtles in Time vibes and I am just all about it but there's even more news regarding Shredder's Revenge and uh, Limited Run said on Twitter Quote, a release of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge comes to LRG plus major retailers this year. Okay, so we know it's this year. It's, if there's any doubts about it, it's cleared up now. Tune in to LRG3, which is their you know live stream for E3, on June 6th for a collector's edition reveal. <laughs> And let me tell you, I'm looking forward to it. Um, hopefully, uh, I'm going to be able to do a live reaction for LRG3. I'm planning on doing a lot of live reactions for all the various, uh, you know, non-E3, E3 events that are going to be coming up in the next few days and weeks. So, um, there'll be a lot to look forward to there. But anyways, as far as collector's editions go... There was a European one that was announced for uh, Shredder's Revenge, and that one has like a soundtrack CD, uh, a random turtle mask, you know, one of the four uh, turtles colors. Uh, let's see, I want to say like a like a, a sewer top uh, metal coaster with it, and like an art book and stuff like that. I mean, there was some neat stuff in this like this PAL region or European version. 
that they announced. So I'm expecting a lot of things like that with the limited run games version, but who knows? We'll have to wait for LRG3 to, uh, to find out. But definitely looking forward to it. That's one of my most anticipated games of the year, to tell you the truth. You know, that, that is definitely going to be uh, getting bought. Now, moving on, there is another thing that is now blipped on my radar, and that is Super Bullet Break. And basically, this is a cute anime waifu RPG, I guess you'd say. I guess. I mean, it kind of gives me a little bit of, like, Monster Mon Piece vibes, if you will. Um... But uh, this game is now coming out physically, and pre-orders are open. And there's going to be a day one edition for Monster... Er, for, I want to say Monster Mon piece. I, I have expect that to get ported to Switch at this point. Uh, but uh, this is actually um, a day one edition for Super Bullet Break, excuse me. And it's going to include a... Uh, a book with uh, art and info on the characters and all that stuff. I really couldn't see too much about it, and I couldn't quite make out the title because it was hidden behind some other artwork in the promo image I saw. I mean, that that's kind of a goof. <laughs> you don't do that. But um, and that's all going to be housed inside an oversized box, so it's not going to be like a book, but it only fits inside the Switch case, so it's going to be teeny tiny. It's going to be a, you know, a little bit bigger book than you're probably expecting. But um, that is uh, available for pre-order now. I think it's on Best Buy, Target, and maybe Amazon. I'm not sure about the last one. And that will set you back $39.99. Um, I don't know exactly when this is coming out. I believe the uh, physical version was announced last month. So it's probably going to be some midsummer release, if I had to guess. But... Um, yeah, if you are into the uh, cute anime waifu obscure anime type games, yeah, this is probably something right up your alley. And at the very best, it's not exactly a wallet buster at $39.99. Now, last on collecting news, and uh, this is uh, definitely a uh, big story, potentially. Uh, yeah, EA is exploring options for a sale. And I'm kind of surprised by that, tell you the truth. I always thought EA was one of those big companies that would keep swallowing things and swallowing things and swallowing things. And it would just grow and grow and grow. But now apparently they are interested in uh, selling themselves to either Apple Amazon or Disney, or at the very least, they've had conversations with all three of those companies. I gotta imagine, or you know, just sitting sitting here and thinking about what each of these companies would run EA like. You know, with Apple, I can see them making exclusive games for you know the iPhone and the iPad and stuff like that. I mean, if if you know, if Apple bought EA. That would basically send Madden, in in my mind, unless they decided to go multi-platform with the stuff or let EA be run independently or whatever. I mean, that would basically, you know, chase a lot of these games off of home consoles and maybe make them Mac exclusive. I mean, they that would be a great way to uh, get people to uh, switch to switch to Apple or at the very least pick up a secondary device just for gaming. I, just, I don't know. I, I I can't see Apple being a great fit for EA just because of how varied and how you know massive their franchises are. I mean, they'd have to they really would have to continue the same strategy they're on right now to um you know, to really make that deal worth it, especially with, you know, the NFL license which is definitely not cheap. Then you have Amazon, which, quite frankly, I think Amazon would probably be the best fit for um, 
for EA simply because Amazon would be looking for an exclusive product that you'd have to get on Amazon. And if they are making like special limited editions or exclusive content and stuff like that for all these major franchises, but you have to get them through Amazon, they would probably recoup that that cost very, very quickly. Uh, I, you know, I just, I, I can't see that being a terrible investment for Amazon, as long as they don't, you know, mess things up too badly with it. You know, by, uh, I just, I, I just, I, truth be told, I don't know how Amazon would necessarily mess it up unless they just flat out abandon almost every franchise that EA has, which wouldn't make sense to, uh, to buy it to begin with. But, I mean, if you're going to buy EA, you buy it for the sports franchises. You know, Madden NFL, um, EA Sports FC, formerly, um, soon to be formerly FIFA 20, insert number here. <laughs> but, um, and then there's Disney. I don't know what to think about EA and Disney possibly getting together. You know, I, I just... They don't really, I don't know. I mean, the more I think about it, it's like, well, Disney does own ESPN. So that would kind of basically fit with their um, cross-promotional, you know, their cross-branding, I guess you'd say, something like that, uh, efforts, you know? So that could potentially be a decent fit. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's an interesting idea, if nothing else, but I'm not sure which option I'd like to see EA go. I mean, EA is just basically sports games with a lot of microtransactions at this point. And occasionally Star Wars games with, wait for it, microtransactions as well. Somebody was uh, joking on Twitter, and it was like one of those things where it went viral about somebody's going to buy EA and then realize that, you know, in order to get the full EA experience, they need to buy like 10 other microtransactions <laughs> to truly own the company. <laughs> and uh, that's probably not too far from the truth, if I had to be honest. <laughs> well, that will do it for Collecting News. Back in a moment with new releases. Let's talk new releases, and this week we have seen the next installment in the uh, spin-off of the Dynasty Warriors franchise, and this time it's featuring a PC gaming, mobile gaming anime franchise, uh, that being Token Ranbu Warriors, and I've also heard it pronounced Token Naranbu. I don't know if that's the right way to do it or not, but uh, take your pick. But uh, I actually talked about this on the last episode, so if you're curious about my impressions on that, uh, check out episode 15 of FOMO Zomofo. And uh, basically there is a demo available for it, and um, it, it basically goes through the uh, tutorials on it. And I was hoping to be able to talk about it a little bit, but... Um, or at the very least, give my impressions on the full retail version. But, um, yeah, I apparently got my pre-order in a little too late for Best Buy to actually get my copy to me, like, on launch day. So, ah, <laughs> uh, crap. Oh, well, you live, you learn. Mostly. Sometimes. But, um, yeah, basically this franchise, uh, this uh, Token Ranbu, uh, my understanding is that it's basically kind of like, you know, Tome meets uh, card game type thing. I, I don't know. I, I, I've i never played it. I've never checked out the anime or anything. But everything about this just kind of struck me as like one of these games where it's like going to be like really obscure, really rare in relatively short order. Or it's just going to flat out clearance out to 20 bucks and I'm going to be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. I went ahead and uh, got my pre-order in on that. And basically, this is uh, also available on Steam, but it is a Switch-only release on consoles, which is kind of surprising. 
Uh, I'm not sure why they did that, but, um, well, there you go. But, uh, yeah, there is a demo available on Switch. I'm not sure about Steam, but, uh, yeah, give it a look if you're curious about it. It's actually pretty neat. Uh, normally, I like to have, like, a decent mix, you know, you know, decent percentage male-to-female ratio with the roster. This one is all men, so it's a little bit different. Um, you know, primarily because of the Otome vibe to it, or genre, or whatever. So it's not usually something I play. Uh, not usually, I, I guess you'd say my preference. I don't know. I'm not sure how to, I'm not sure how to clarify, because I never do anything with the Otome genre. Next up is Sniper Elite 5, and this is out on PS4, PS5, and Xbox Series X, uh, both physically and digitally. You can get a uh, regular version, which is just the uh, standard, re uh, standard release, I mean, God, you know what a regular edition is, uh, for 60 bucks. And there's also a $90 deluxe edition, which is available physically and digitally as well, I believe. And that comes with the uh, Season Pass, which has, like, two com two campaign missions, two weapon skins packs, two character packs, and six weapon packs. And uh, to make the offer even sweeter, Best Buy has a $10 gift card with it. Uh, typically, I guess they tend to do that whenever the uh, pre-orders are kind of lacking for it, I think. Sometimes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just a deal with a publisher. I have no idea. But that just seems to be the trend from what I've seen. And um, I saw a little bit of gameplay for it on Twitter. And it was basically the uh, x-ray of the bullet going through somebody's brain as you play the game. Yeah, not interested right now. Well, not usually interested in general, but especially not now. Not with everything going on in the news. Yeah. <sighs> but at the very least, you know, the Sniper Elite games, I mean, obviously they're halfway decent if they're up to number five. <laughs> so, you know, if you are looking for something like that, there you go. Then you can save ten bucks on it. And that uh, $10 gift card, that applies to the uh, digital or the physical deluxe edition as well. So you can get that for 80 instead of 90 Now, next up is a game coming out on Friday, and that is Pac-Man Museum Plus. And I talked about this when it was announced uh, maybe two months ago, something like that. And this is going to compile 14 uh, various Pac-Man games. I think, like, Pac-Mania is in there. You'll have, like, Pac-Attack. And... I mean, basically, they loaded it up with this, just about every Pac-Man game you can possibly think of. Except for maybe Miss Pac-Man? I don't know if that one made the cut. Anyways. But uh, this is coming out on... Uh, I, I believe... A I believe digitally on all three platforms for 20 bucks. I don't know that's 30 on Switch digitally. I don't think that had the Switch tax applied to it. Uh, yeah, but you can get the uh, physical PS4 and Xbox Series X release for $19.99. That, that's perfectly reasonable for a compilation like this. And it's Pac-Man. Everybody knows how good it is. But the uh, Switch version will run you $29.99 if you want to get it physically. But, um, this is a household that loves Pac-Man. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out if you are in the market for more Pac-Man. Waka waka. Waka waka. Oh, wait, that's Sesame Street. Never mind. <laughs> now, next up is the physical release of Eastward. And I believe this was published by Chucklefish of Stardew Valley fame. I could be wrong about that. But, um, you know, this is one of those games where it's like, I, I've heard some good things about it. I know it's an indie title. And I just, I haven't gotten around to checking it out yet. I just, just there's so much on my plate as it is. I can barely keep up with the, with the things I pick up. 
much less the things I don't. But uh, the physical version will run you 35 bucks, and the digital one's been out for a little bit. I want to say it's cheaper than 35 maybe 25 Could be wrong about that, but um, it's definitely worth checking out because I have heard good things about it. Now, one that I have practically no idea about whatsoever is actually something coming out tomorrow, the uh, 26th, apparently. And that is Biomotor Unitron. And if that name sounds familiar to you, then you might have played the uh, original RPG for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. This is, I guess, another one of those uh, standalone releases of Neo Geo Pocket games. And if it's like the others, it'll probably run you $7.99, something like that. But uh, apparently this was the uh, first RPG that ever came out on the Neo Geo Pocket Color. So if you uh, have some good memories of that one, good news, it's going portable all over again. And what's neat about the uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color ports is if it's like the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Selection Volume 1 that I picked up from Limited Run, then you can actually use the, the buttons that are displayed on the screen to play the games. Like, you can use the control stick to move the characters and hit the right buttons to do, to, uh, do whatever attacks or moves you need to make. And uh, I, 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 that just blew my mind. It's, and it's such a simple thing, but I don't know. I, it's like one of those things where it's like, I'd play it once or twice just for the gimmick of it, but, maybe, but probably not just, uh, just as my uh, dedicated mode for playing those games. But um, that's such a neat feature. I always love that stuff. You know, even if I don't use it very much. And the last thing on new releases that I have to mention is Kirby 64 The Crystal Shards for Nintendo Switch Online's Expansion Pass for the Nintendo 64. I don't know how the hell you properly word that, so just go with it. (laughs) But, um... Apparently, this one's actually suffering from some sort of a game-breaking glitch at the moment. I'm not sure if Nintendo's already gotten around to fixing it. I haven't seen anything about it. But apparently, you get to a certain point, and I guess the game starts crashing on you or something like that. But on the bright side, Kirby 64 is pretty good. I remember getting about halfway through and struggling with one boss. And, of course, I eventually just put it down because something else got my attention. But, um... You know, at the very least, they're adding, you know, stuff to the uh, Switch Online expansion pack, you know, relatively regularly. Um, I think we got Majora's Mask last month, and now Kirby this month. So, uh, yeah, they can keep that up. And, of course, we also had uh, several titles for the Sega Genesis uh, added as well a few weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, Nintendo's doing what they can to... uh, to justify that extra 30 bucks a year. Uh, personally, I'm not sure if it's worth it for me quite yet. But, um, you know, they're they're going in the right direction, though. I'll, I'll give them that much. They are definitely going in the right direction. Well, that'll do it for new releases. Now it's time to get to what I picked up this week. And... Well, maybe a few days extra on top of that. And I teased it last week, if you listened to the live stream, or actually I think I might have told you flat out if, if uh, you listened then. Uh, but I managed to pick up uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis or Aegis Rim. I, I still don't know how you say it properly. I know they said in Persona 3 Portable the character named Aegis... Oh, wait, no, is that spelled differently? Anyways... I'm just going to call it Igus Rim. If I got it wrong, screw it. It's my damn show. I actually sat down and I played a little bit of it. And uh, I'm say, I'm just about at where I left off with the PS4 version. So like I said, I picked the right time to uh, to go ahead and double dip on it. But that game is just so visually striking. I love it. I love, love, love the visuals on it. But, um, 
basically this is a visual novel meets strategy role-playing game i guess you'd say and it's from vanillaware so you obviously know that the character art and character sprites or whatever they're going to be really nice and um you know from what i've played on the switch you know it runs just damn near perfectly i had no problems in portable mode no problems docked Actually, come to think of it, I don't know if I even had the chance to sit down and dock it. I think I just played it on uh, on the portable screen, and it just looked gorgeous. But that's been uh, dropping to 39 lately, so... Uh, and it doesn't seem like one of those games is going to have like a huge print run to it. So, um, you know, maybe uh, pick that one up sooner rather than later, but who knows. Uh, if you want the uh, three art cards that come with it, yeah, definitely try to get it sooner. I don't know that any of the other printings uh, have happened yet, so I you might be able to get the art cards, you know, anyways, even if you get it now. And um, I mean, they're neat. They're basically trading cards. I mean, that's kind of how they look. But the artwork on them is nice too. Now, the next thing that I picked up is one of these physical releases of digital games that, you know, I had one of them and I wanted to have a physical copy just because I'm picky about that stuff <laughs> for obvious reasons, as you uh, heard earlier. But uh, it is the Star Wars Racer and Republic Commando 2 pack. And I played through uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer on the Switch a few months back, or at the very least, I played through the, uh, the regular mode. I haven't gone through on the mirror tracks on all of them yet. But um, and of course, just like with the original release on the N sixty four, I uh, got first place on all of them, and it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> oh man, that game is tough, but it is good. It holds up really well. And um, Republic Commando, I, I think I picked that up on the Xbox for like a dollar at a thrift store one time. And um, I never really did too much with it back then, but what I've played on the Switch has run really well, looks really good. You know, about as good as, um, you know, a Xbox original Xbox era game would look here in 2022, you know, in widescreen and stuff like that. But, um, you know, uh, what I've played of, of Republic Commando has been, like I said, really, really good. It's, um, I think maybe like an underappreciated Star Wars title. You know, I know within my circle of friends, there's like one or two people that, you know, really like that game. And a lot of other people, I don't think even know it exists, <laughs> much less care. But, um... You know, if you want to get the uh, physical release on that, it's a little bit more than buying it digitally on sale. I think when these titles drop on sale, I want to say Racer gets down to around like seven fifty, and uh, I think Republic Commando drops to about like five bucks whenever that's on sale. I'm not sure. Maybe Racer goes down a little bit further now, but um, yeah. And you know, if you love Star Wars, if you love the Switch. Absolutely worth checking it out, especially for Star Wars Episode One Racer. I mean, say what you will about The Phantom Menace, but the fact that it inspired and spawned that racing game is, you know, that makes it A-OK -okay in my book. And um, also, we got Duel of the Fates from uh, John Williams. What an amazing song. <laughs> but um, next up, it's some thrift store finds. And... Um, my first one, it um, it didn't work, but it's easy enough to fix. You know, I might need to get a replacement part for it if my uh, thorough cleaning doesn't work. But I actually managed to find an original model of the PlayStation 2. No controllers, no cords, no hookups, no nothing. Just the system itself. And it does power on, and... You know, I am getting some uh, some drays, some discrete errors, if you will. So I'm going to try to open it up and, you know, thoroughly clean the laser on it. I mean, of course, the system is like, what, 22 years old? I mean, for it to have issues, it's like, oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> you know, 
Uh, so I might need to jump on, um, jump on eBay and get a replacement laser for it or something like that. But it is a relatively simple fix to have the original style of PlayStation back in my collection. Because I had one, I had the launch, or not the launch one, I had the uh, Gran Turismo 3 bundle for um, uh, for the PlayStation 2 back when it came out. See, I told you I love Gran Turismo. <laughs> and um, I wanted to say, I started having problems with the disk drive on it. I wasn't sure if it was having... It's, it's been a long time, so I, I think... I think it was having trouble reading some discs and maybe like the... Uh, the uh, tray, the la or the lens, the the brackets that the lens moves on, were starting to kind of stiffen up or something like that, because I remember lubricating them back in the day. But it's just I think it was like making a grinding sound or something like that, and I ended up getting it working long enough to uh, trade it into GameStop and get the uh, slim model at the time, and that one served me well for quite a while. I ended up having to replace the disc drive in that. <laughs> But um, I stumbled on it for ten bucks, so I, I I got a good deal on it. Even if it doesn't work, you know, I can if I if I wanted to sell it for parts, I could probably make triple that. <laughs> but um, I'm intending on fixing it and getting it cleaned up. So hopefully that'll work. Whenever I get a few minutes, and maybe after I finish my uh, latest kind of model, I'll take on that project. And uh, next up, I actually got a. Uh, a few uh, classic sports titles for a buck a piece. You know, I mean, I don't mind picking up cheap sports games. I mean, a lot of people, it's just, you know, they can't stand the thought of it. But it's like, you know, in, okay, so what? The roster's out of date. Doesn't mean it's not a bad game or not a good game, <laughs> you know? Either way, take your pick. But um, I managed to find, and this is uh, one of the... Uh, better finds i guess you'd say uh ncaa football 13 which is um the second to last ncaa football game that they ever put out on ps3 these are all on ps3 actually and in good shape and complete um but i got ncaa football 13 ncaa march madness 08 i, I love the uh, college basketball games i don't know why i never watch it but i, I like the games go figure um Madden 25? Hey, wait a minute. It's only 22. How can it be Madden 25? Oh, the 25th anniversary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, FIFA 09 and FIFA 13. I actually have FIFA 13 already, but it was a uh, just a, a disc-only copy that I got at a thrift store. Super cheap. So I figure a buck for you know a complete copy. Why not? Um, and last but not least, Tiger Woods 12 Collector's Edition. And apparently that has like some extra DLC and some courses and stuff like that. And I guess it's physically on the disc. I haven't checked it out or anything like that. But, um, you know, a dollar for, for some sports games. It's like, I mean, I, I'd blow a dollar on an arcade game when I was a kid. And it would last maybe seven minutes. You know? <laughs> you know? I mean, getting... However much thrills I get out of any of these things for a buck, I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, it's cheap thrills, quite literally. And uh, last but not least, and I haven't had a chance to do anything with this, I just just picked it up. And it is No More Heroes 3. And um, basically, this is... This completes my uh, trilogy of the No More Heroes games on the Switch. Except for uh, Travis Strikes Back, but that's probably like exorbitantly expensive by now. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've liked the No More Heroes games, at least what I've played of them. And, you know, this one has been sitting tight at 60 for God knows how long. I guess since launch. And I don't know that it ever went on sale for more than maybe 10 bucks off. So I thought, eh, probably a decent time to uh, to jump on it, because I don't know how much lower would probably realistically go, and I always feel like it's one of those things where I'm just going to assume it's going to be there forever. And then, sure shooting, 
that uh, I'll, I'll go and decide, okay, now's the time to get it, and it'll be gone. And it will be like 112 bucks on eBay or something ridiculous, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I haven't even had a uh, chance to uh, get that one out of the shrink wrap yet because I just got my paws on it. But um, this was a rather good week for pickups, even though the the PS2 doesn't work. That was that was definitely a good find. I, I mean, you know, what a, <laughs> take a take a chance on on you know getting a working PS2 for ten bucks? And yeah, why not? I know how to fix it. I've done it before. I can do it again. You know. But um, that's basically been my uh, week plus of pickups. And, uh, unfortunately, when I am out of pickups, that means I am also out of show. And I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of FOMO's MoFo. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, I definitely recommend subscribing on Spreaker and the Spreaker Podcast Player app because you can subscribe to the show and get notifications about when we are doing live streams. But you can also grab the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Deezer, Podcast Addict, po- uh, CastBox, Podchaser, and GeoSavan. And if you get the chance, uh, please drop the uh, show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen because that will help with the visibility of the show. And uh, also, uh, I greatly appreciate it. Seriously, I don't have a website that, uh, you know, helps build this, build up the audience for the show, so I need every like and retweet I can get. And speaking of likes and retweets, you can follow the show on Twitter, at FOMOZAMOFO, or my personal account, at BlueSwim. Well, that'll do it, everybody. Have a great week, and happy collecting, everybody. Peace. Seriously, we need peace. Peace, damn it. <laughs>